0: You can contact Casey at casey.burns at primelending.com. Reach him by phone at 919 710 1864. You can also check out all his reviews at com. Thanks, y'all.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. We've got another Tuesday tips episode for you coming at you. Uh, I got two team members here with me today that. Uh, I think they're both uh, podcasts popping right now with our first episodes, and I messed up and they're both named Ryan. So, Ryan and Ryan, I got Ryan Ballard from Chicago area of Illinois. What's going on, man? How are you today?
2: Hey, Bobby. I'm doing great, man. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. I'm excited we finally got you on. We talked about it for a while, and you know it was a long time coming, and now we're here finally. We're prepping for holidays, prepping for... You know, and we're here Christmas week getting this one going for us.
2: Yeah, when uh, when we were talking earlier this week, and you were like, "Yeah, I need you to come on Thursday," I was like, "Well, let me cancel my plans. Here we go. I've Been waiting for this <laughs> moment for the big leagues." I, I'm honored, man. You canceled your plans
1: for for me and the podcast. I'm I'm really excited now. That's uh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm, do I'm that, pumped don't. to be here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then from we got Ryan McKenna, my favorite Canadian from the Great White. How are you, man? What's going on?
0: I'm good, Bobby. Thanks for having me on. I'm kind of in the same boat as Ryan. When you asked me to come on, I was like, I have plans. And then two seconds later, my plans got canceled. So it kind of worked out. It was like it was uh, destined to be a double rye sandwich.
1: So this was (laughs) clearly destined to be. I just made you guys cancel. Like Someone's going to think, like, I made you guys cancel your plans for this episode or something like that. You have to come on tonight. I'm excited now. So I guess I should... Tell us everybody what we're, uh, our tip is today. I guess that's it's not how to cancel plans and be on a podcast. Our uh, our tips today are running and rocking. A lot of us are you know getting ready for New Year's resolutions or getting ready to you know take on another Denver goal here. So uh, I know me, you know I, I've been trying to run as much as possible lately, especially now that it's colder because I'm not sweating like a lunatic. So I wanted to bring some guys on that are really you know, running and rucking and know a little bit more about this than I do. And which way we can kind of touch base and give you guys some pointers. So I guess we'll have to, uh, Ryan from Chicago, you want to kick us off, man, and give, a uh, give your little, your tip here.
2: Yeah. Uh, so a little bit about me, I ran, you know, in middle school and high school competitively. Um, so it was about seven years and then I worked in a running specialty store for, um, throughout college and a little bit after college for about five years. Um, and I, my biggest tip is is making sure you're in the right shoe. Um, it, it is one of those things where, you know, shoes look great or you kind of get caught up in, you know, big name brands. Um, but making sure you're in the right shoe is, is so important because running shoes are designed for running, um, which, you know, sounds a little obvious, but um, there's extra cushioning in there people that are designing the shoes you know have runners in mind um and so to kind of go along with making sure you're in the right type of shoe to making you know making sure that the shoe fits um the in my experience the amount of times that someone came in and was like yeah you know i have you know black and blue toenails or i have this or i have that and you know it's simply just the shoe being you know a size too too small um and it in when you're running your foot will you know, naturally swell and expand and we want to make sure we have enough room, um, in the front of the shoe, the sides of the shoe to really make sure that, um, you're not really getting any blunt force trauma to that. Yeah.
1: That's good stuff there. What was the, uh, was it like a franchise store that you worked in or was it like a local
2: store? It was like a local specialty store. So, okay. you know, we went through a whole striding gate analysis, you know, putting people on a treadmill, scanning their feet, um, letting them try on the different types of shoes um, because the, di- the shoes have different characteristics. So, you know, whether someone pronates or they're neutral um, so pronations, when your ankle, you know, it's rolling in neutral is, is at a nine degrees. And then, you know, occasionally people will supinate where their ankle is um, a little bit greater than 90. Um, and so, you know, having that extra stability, if you need it is, is crucial. Um, and so, Again, trying the shoes on, running in the shoes a little bit um, to make sure that, you know, what you know, you're know. you spending your good heart, you know, cash on, your money on is is exactly what you need. So I, I always recommend going to, you know, a small running specialty store where, you know, that's what they're there to help you with.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it's funny you say that because I think it was probably ooh, maybe eight months ago. I ended up having such foot pain. I went to one of those stores and I never realized they even existed, to be honest. And the guy was telling me, put me on the treadmill. He measured my feet and I never had my foot measured. I mean, I just knew what size foot I was because I slid it in there. And that was, that was my size. It turns out that I am a freak of nature and I have Shrek feet and I have three wide foot that they don't even make shoes like that wide. And he's like, dude, man, he's like, your foot is so flat and so wide. You got to have like a three wide, but the best thing we can do for you is we'll get you a double wide, put you in this. He put me in the like the neutral and the cushions and he got me set up with like the insoles. And I'm like, I am bet you this guy is just BSing you know, BSing me and I'm not gonna feel different. I gotta tell you, I have never had such comfortable feet and best runs. Even now I got pairs for just walking regularly around and I I'm amazed, man. It's uh that's really cool that they can do that and you can actually see that.
2: Oh, absolutely. I actually had a uh, one of my best friends recently got into running and he was just, you know, in one of those real popular name brands. And, um, he's like, dude, my feet are killing me. And so I, you know, I just kind of look at his feet or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? I, I give him a list of shoes, like three or four shoes. I'm like, Hey, go into, you know, the store by you try these on, you know, you should be, you should be good. And in you know, the same exact boat, he, he bought a, a Hoka. Um, he's been running more, loves the cushioning in those. And then, um, it's like, light- Yep. <laughs> just like you. He, uh, he bought another pair for, for his girlfriend. He, you know, he has another pair for just, you know, kicking around and, um, it's, it's truly is amazing how just a good shoe can, can really change your life experience. You're, you're, you're putting so much strain and stress on your feet when you're running,
1: you're walking or doing anything like that. It's holding up your whole badass ass. Like it's got, it's got <laughs> a job to do. So yeah, having some good shoes is definitely a, uh, a great thing as as lieutenant dan says take care of your feet man take care of those feet
2: absolutely that's awesome
1: great tip i love it hey ryan what you got for us man
0: um so my tip will be on for rucking um i bit of a background i got 20 years in the light infantry so my primary job was rucking just about everywhere and anywhere i went throughout my job um and it's kind of along the same lines as ryan's uh he talks about Good footwear. Well, it's the same as your boots. Um, you know, for years we were issued a standard boot and, you know, eventually the, uh, the Canadian Army realized that's that standard boot isn't what we need. We What we need is people to be able to find what works for them, right? So you need to find a, a boot that's sturdy and functional, but also can get the job done. Um, and you want a boot that is fairly easy to work in. And if it's not easy to work in, then you don't want to be going out and doing, you know, 5, 10, 15, 15, kilometer rucks you know with a brand new set of boots uh to go along with that socks are huge um your feet are everything especially when you're when you're out in the field so you want to make sure that um i'm a big marina wool guy or smart wool uh i know we've kind of talked about that stuff and in previous tips but um it's important for your feet right Good thing about good pair of socks, something that can wick the moisture away. You don't want to end up with hot spots or blisters, um, you know, depending eventually on how far you're walking and what you're doing, that is going to have an impact. So if you have a sock that can, you know, alleviate some of the complications when you're out uh, walking under heavy loads, uh, that's super important. Another thing is, is your pack. You know, you want to make sure that you get the right pack with the right waistband, um, because when you're rucking with heavy loads. A lot of people think that, you know, I'll just tighten my, my shoulder harness and that's going to be good to go. But as you're walking along, eventually uh, that's going to get tiring on your shoulders. Your back's going to end up taking it. What you want to do is you want to have a good waistband that supports that and evenly distributes the weight. So when the pack is sitting on your back, right, you can cinch in your waistband and your hips can start to alleviate and take some of that load um, off your back.
1: Yeah. That's super important. Even I've even noticed that when I'm walking to my tree stand lately, like if I don't strap my center one around my waist, my back starts to hurt with lugging my gear to my blind or to my stand with my, I, cause so I strap my bow to my back and everything like that too. So I'm like, man, that's really, that weight distribution is huge. That's
0: awesome, man. And like you said, the distribution in your pack as well, like, um, the pack I use for the army is different than what I take for hunting, right? my, my, pack that i take hunting i just stuff everything in the main valise compartment whereas in my my pack for work i stagger everything everything's packed on top of it and i cinch it down so that way it's as centered in the the center of my back as much as possible and then if i can go for a while without my waistband i do but when i need the waistband i put that on and you get it cinched up it's it's super important yeah
1: definitely how many miles would you say you're rucking usually? Like if you do a ruck, like an average ruck.
0: Um, so miles, I got to do the conversion there. It's 1.6, right? Oh,
1: yeah. so I forgot. I forgot. Hold now on. You
0: don't have to do miles.
1: You could you could do kilometers
0: if it's easy. <laughs> um, so when I was training for uh, my warrant officers course, I was doing 10K a week every Thursday, but I was increasing the weight load because I knew I was going to be carrying the weight, uh, a heavier weight, right? So at a slower pace. Um, so if I'm going with like a 40 pound uh, ruck, I could probably go 15 or 20 K. That's not a problem. That's three or four hours. Right. Uh, but with like 70 to 80, you're looking at about two hours and 10 K is, is good. You put 70, right. And you, when you translate that, um, cause I'm still a novice hunter, but when I think about, and I hear all the guys that are, are packing out all their, their, uh, their cat, their kills, right. Like guys are cutting up their deer or whatever and they're humping that stuff out of the bush. Well, I haven't done that yet. Right. So that's important, right? You got to think about when guys are planning this, if they know when they're uh, they're planning on their hunt, right. I'm sure it's different everywhere. Like in Canada, our deer season is from like September to December, but you know, some of it's rifle, some of it's bow, some of it's black powder. You should be, if you know, you're going to be humping in and humping out. Like I hear the guys on, in the chat, they're talking like six miles in Well, six miles in is that's a fairly good hump. Now you got a hundred pounds on your back, six miles out. That's a lot of weight. And if you haven't prepped and trained for that, that can be a big problem, especially if you fall or anything like that. So what I would recommend is that you start light and go the distance. And then once you have a good distance that you're going to start increasing the weight slowly. Like give yourself, you know, I would say at minimum three months of steady work, but I would go up to at least six prior if you know you're going to be doing a big heavy pack out, right? And it depends on the terrain, right? Terrain yeah. has, a, has a huge impact. Training hills, right? I'm sure it's the same as running, right, Ryan? Like if you're running trails or, or pavement, it's night and day, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. And to your point too, you don't want to go up you know, too quickly. Cause that's where a lot of, you know, injuries start to happen. Um, you know, you, same thing with the mileage, you kind of want to slowly graduate. All right. Hey, I'm at, I'm going to start with 10 miles a week and you know, I'm going to do that for a couple of weeks. And then it's like, okay, I'm starting to get a little bit quicker. Let's try to up it to, you know, 12, 15 miles. And, and you slowly start, you know, building um, up from there.
0: And your pace, like I, I can, you know, we do a lot of running in the army as well. Um, and I used to be a long distance track runner when I was a kid, but I'm not built for that stuff anymore. Um, so, but like when we're rucking the average pace I associate is 10 minutes a kilometer, right? That is a good pace. That's a decent pace. It's not too fast. It's not too slow, right? Um, if you start getting into heavier weights, then you should be like accepting that I need to go at a slower pace you know, 12 minute kilometers, depending on what the weight is that you're carrying, right? Because you don't want to go too fast, too heavy, because you're going to end up injuring yourself. And then, you know, if you injure yourself while you're out trying to get your stuff out of the, out of the woods, well, that's going to be a lot harder, right? When we were reading American Buffalo, the guy talked about slipping and falling and hurting his back. And I was like, oh man, he's six miles each way. Like that's horrible. If he really hurts himself, he's going to be fucked up, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. And I like what you said there, like, you know, pace yourself and everything. And, you know, you got to know your pace before you get going, because then you got idiots like me that just want to, like, run and just run as fast as you can. And you're just winded and you're just dead before you even get there. And I just had a shitty run (laughs) or rock. So I guess that'll bring me into my tip here. Mine's a little more basic, but it will go for running or rocking. And uh, I don't have as much experience as you guys. And to be honest with you, I, I. I despise running, but I do like it when I get out there and I like nature. So I do like, you know, being outside. So I do, I do tolerate it. I'll say when I'm out there and it's nice out. So my tip is, uh, because I have severely bad ADHD and I can't focus on anything and I'm like a dog that's just like squirrel and you know, it's just going nuts out there. Um, I found that even if I'm on a treadmill or even when I'm running or I'm rucking, my mind is like just focusing on getting done, being lost. And I'm not, trying to focus on my run itself. And I'm like, okay, how much time do I have left? How fast am I going or what? Are, I'm, I'm trying to look at everything. So I found that, uh, the stupidest thing is bringing a tennis ball with me and just bouncing a tennis ball keeps my mind completely on that tennis ball. And I have no idea that I just did six miles or I just did seven miles. Right. Like, oh shit, man. I just, I just, you know, cause you see people at the gym and they're constantly taking like their towels and they're covering up their actual, how long they went because, if you have a vision of, oh, I'm only going to do three miles today. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. You're going to get the two and a half, and then you're going to be like, oh, okay, I'm almost done. So it's easier to, you know, focus on m- keeping your mind clean and just having a tennis ball or something like that to actually get your pace
2: going. Yeah, def- definitely agree with that. And I think chewing gum is another one of those. Um, kind of cues it's maybe a little less obvious than a tennis ball um but you know definitely you know again chewing gum was is something that i used to do especially on my longer runs because for that exact you know point it just takes your mind off of the the pain and suffering that you're most likely going through on on longer runs and rocks
1: yeah i didn't even think of that actually that's a good one i was like i always start with like stupid shit like counting sheep i'm like and then you're counting houses and you're staring at things and then you don't know where the hell you're going that's a good one i like do you like the gum one
0: Music is another like big one as well. I like I I'm a big offspring fan. So uh, in my head, I'm, you know, usually Love something offspring. Like, uh bad habit or self-esteem, you know, something from that album, even if I don't have music playing, I'm like in my head, you know, uh, playing it and, you know, it's one of those things that we talk about, like active mind, right? when you talk about from a psychological perspective, you get that active mind going, you start thinking about things that get your brain going elsewhere. It, it brings you away from the pain and suffering that you're in, right? That's one of the things that they we, we try to teach in the army is like when your body shuts down, your mind is what takes over and keeps you going. So as long as you can keep in a positive place with your mind, you'll be able to keep going. It doesn't matter, you know, how much longer you have to go.
2: Yeah. My, my one thing too, is especially when I was like competing and in, in racing, I just would get to those points. Cause you know, you're trying to push yourself and in high school, you know, in Illinois, it's three mile races is just one foot in front of the other. I'm just trying to just take one step at a time and you know, I'll get there when I get there to, to an extent, but, um, it really just kind of helped me focus and, and kind of dial into what I was doing.
1: Yeah. Did you guys ever read, uh, the David Goggins book can't hurt me?
0: It's on my list. It's on my list in, um, audible. I know a lot of guys that have done the four by 48. Um, yeah, the guys do that now. Um,
1: I, 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 bring it up because in one, the audible is great, by the way, I, I listen to that actually while I'm running sometimes because this guy is just like the best motivator in the world, just screaming at you while you're running. Um, but he, there's, he, one segment he talks about how his team's running, you know, and, uh, they're running through the beach and you can see the finish line and the the drill instructor actually moved the finish line because you could see these guys souls just leave their body this is the taking souls part and they're like hey like uh, what what's going on like you can't do that we saw the finish line you could just see how they just crush themselves that's why he says never keep the finish line you know in, in your mind that you don't want to know when you're done like just keep going till you can go yeah so i thought that was really neat that uh you know something different to keep your mind at ease and never know when you're going to be done. Don't, don't just limit yourself because your mind can say, Hey, you're only going to do three miles today when really your mind, you know, your body can do five.
0: Yeah. We used to do that in the battalion all the time. You'd be on like a a run in the morning and you'd, you'd be seeing like the unit lines coming up on your right-hand side and the platoon commander or the warrant would just like, blow by and we'd go do another like two or three kilometers and you like legit you said like he says in the book is you just see morale drop like guys are like oh man because we've been running and we've been giving it hard and then but you're 100 percent right is never set that you know this is all i'm going to do because you're kind of cutting yourself off you should be able to like keep pushing no matter what right
1: yep 100 percent. love that I think this is a really good productive tips episode for anybody that's looking to get out into running or that's been running and rucking and just needed that extra little bit to, you know, take care of your feet or make sure you got the right socks. And socks are always something that I actually forget about. So that was a refresher to me. And I keep forgetting, like, damn, man, I forgot I got certain socks that I should be running in. But that's awesome stuff, man. I really appreciate you guys uh, jumping on here with me and taking the time to give our listeners some tips on, uh, you know, some things that you guys feel passionate about. So as always, guys, uh, appreciate the hell out of you and, uh, tune in next week. And we got some more stuff coming up and I'm sure this one's going to air after the holiday. So I know you got gift cards from grandma and gift cards from aunt and uncles and cash from that. So head on over to the hunt, lift, eat store and get yourself some nice shorts, uh, nice hoochie daddy shorts or some t-shirts for you. As always, we appreciate the hell out of you, listeners.